This is the Psychedelic Theology Podcast, and I'm Caleb Graves, your very sane, very normal host. Thank you to my Patreon supporters for making today's episode possible, and for all of you who have shared, liked, commented, or rated this podcast, it's really helped it grow in great ways over the past month, and I'd appreciate if we can keep that momentum going. If you'd like to support me on Patreon, I'd also appreciate it, and there are plenty of different benefits that you can get from being a Patreon supporter, which I'm sure that you'd enjoy. Today's topic is a little bit different because it is about a person, the Theotokos, the Holy Mother of God, the Mother of our Lord and Savior, and indeed our own caring Mother and Protector, the Holy Virgin Mary. We'll be looking at overlaps that I see between psychedelics and the Virgin Mary by going through indigenous hymns and practices, modern stories about encounters with Mary and psychedelics, and we'll also talk about how there can be entrapments in venerating Mary or the saints and seeing psychedelics as a panacea or some sort of miraculous cure when modern medicine has failed us. I'll particularly end today by talking about veneration to Mary as the undoer of knots. And that's partially because I think it's a good overlap, but also because that was how I was first introduced to the veneration of Mary. I first learned about Mary as undoer of knots when I was 19 and watching the movie Call Me Francis about the life of Pope Francis. As a Baptist to agnostic deconvert, The idea of venerating Mary seemed like idolatry or superstition. But the idea of Mary undoer of knots was uniquely powerful and broke through my skepticism. Life is filled with problems that seem impossible to solve, but more particularly, you know they could be solvable, you just don't know where to start. And if you're not careful because you don't know how to approach this problem, you might even make that problem worse. The idea of being able to give these sorts of problems to someone else who loved you deeply, someone like Mary who would support and work for you in the background of your life, that was very impactful for me. So even before I really believed in God again, I began to integrate prayers to Mary, undoer of knots, into my private prayer life. And I found that as I gave the weight of my seemingly unsolvable issues to God through the friendship and companionship of Mary, these problems were easier to solve. Or better yet, they'd fall apart before my eyes. What seemed like an insurmountable problem was really just my own anxiety manifesting as a nefarious threat or danger that frankly didn't really exist. I began to relax a little bit, to trust that if I just let go and trusted my mother Mary to be a caretaker to me and my father God to help me work through life's problems, things would be okay. They would not be perfect. They would not all be health and wealth, but it would be okay and I could move on. And years later, While on my first shrooms trip, which was stupidly between four and five grams, 
I thrashed and cried out, overwhelmed by the power of the psychedelic experience, unlocking what seemed to be memories of dreams long forgotten, starting to feel as if the very essence of what made me me slipped away, as rainbow colors broke through the walls and it started to become difficult to tell where hallucination ended and reality began, all I had to root my mind and body was a thumb-sized icon of Madonna and Child, Mary and the baby Jesus. And from my lips, as ego death and visuals overtook me, I whispered the same prayers of trust and confusion that I had begun to learn. One was the Jesus prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. But the second was to Mary, Mary, undoer of knots, I entrust into your hands the ribbon of my life. and your hands there is no knot that cannot be undone. By your grace and intercessory power, with your Son, my Liberator Jesus, take into your hands this knot. Thus began a close relationship in my mind between the therapeutic psychedelic experience and my devotion to Mother Mary, especially towards Mary as the undoer of my life's knots. And this is the basis, the relationship, for the topic that I am bringing to you today. And I am very excited to share it. You see, a number of religious figures have appeared to me in psychedelic visions before, such as Jesus Christ or the dancing Shiva, but never the Virgin Mary. But nonetheless, she has had a powerful impact on me through psychedelic experiences, and this overlap between Mary and psychedelics is as old as the Catholic Church's interaction with psychedelics as a whole. In modern-day Mexico, the Mazatoc indigenous people are famous for their veneration primarily of psilocybin mushrooms, which they associate with Jesus. But they also traditionally believe that the powerful psychedelic that we know as salvia can give the partaker access to the Virgin Mary. By chewing the leaves, they can experience visions of Mary, who can also offer them guidance or blessings. It's also very interesting to note that the Mazatoc people have a tradition of purity that surrounds psychedelic drug use. It's particularly interesting that one of the purity aspects and cleansing aspects associated with ritual psychedelic use among the Mazatec people is the idea of sexual abstinence before partaking in these natural substances. At least partially, this seems to have some overlap with the idealization of Mary as a perpetual virgin, who according to Catholic tradition, did not participate in any sort of sexual activity even after the birth of Jesus. And Mary's association with psychedelics and the visions and guidance that psychedelics can give is not just isolated to magic mushrooms or to salvia. We also see this association between the Virgin Mary and psychedelics among ayahuasca-based indigenous traditions such as Santo Demi or the UDV sects. The hymns of these religions, which are founded very clearly on Orthodox Christianity while clearly also invoking indigenous practice, have hymns that beautifully connect Mother Mary and God 
with the ayahuasca visions. There are even unique versions of the Hail Mary, which the Santo Deme Church helpfully recorded for public use. I'm going to play two clips for you of these sorts of hymns that invoke Mary so that you get an idea of the style and of the emotion behind these songs before we'll get into some English translations about the theology and Mariology that is found in these hymns. This first hymn is fittingly called Saint Mary. This next hymn, called Mother Mary, was recorded on Christmas in 1999 and praises Mother Mary for bringing Jesus Christ into the world and also praises Mary for the comfort and love that she can give to believers. Now that you have a sense for and can appreciate the musical style and beauty of these hymns to God and Mother Mary, let's take a look at some of the lyrics of these ayahuasca hymns. One hymn, entitled I Was Guided by the Moon, has this to say. To a certain place I know will travel far and wide, God and the Virgin Mary traveling by our side. When we finally arrive at this field of flowers later, I saw the rich beauty. Another hymn, entitled Natural Flowers, declares the flowers of the sky are all legendary. They speak and take long strolls with the Virgin Mary. In the ocean garden, everything shines brightly. The flowers are the light from Mary's rosary. My brothers and sisters, our pilgrimages are long. Let's praise the Lord Jesus and Mary with our song. Another hymn to the Most Holy Trinity and Mother of Charity particularly praises the Virgin Mary for the healing powers entrusted to her by her Son, Jesus Christ. Remember, again, this song is meant to be sung while the effects of ayahuasca are taking hold or dissipating. It says, O oh, Virgin Mother of Charity, you cure me with your holy love. You cure my body and my soul for Jesus the Savior above. O oh, Virgin Mother of Charity, Mother of our Savior's origin, you can cure the most innocent who's sick because of those who sin. O oh, Virgin Mother of Charity, only you can save us now and only you can cure our souls and protect us as you know how. I beseech you, O Mother of Charity, 
I pray you'll soon come to our aid, now and at the hour of our death. Free us from what the devil has made. Hail, divine eternal Father. Hail, Jesus the Savior above. Hail, divine and Holy Spirit. Make us shine with the light of love. While these hymns primarily discuss Mary's association with these substances, appearances of Mary have also been reported within psychedelic trips themselves. Well beyond the world of these ayahuasca songs and beyond the world of indigenous Christian syncretic and liturgical faith, we find ourselves in the wild west of western recreational drug use. But despite the fact that use of substances in, say, somebody's uncle's basement looks worlds away from that of a carefully crafted Christian indigenous faith, I think it's interesting that some parallels remain. Parallels particularly of Mary as a guide, or as Mary surrounded by light, or in the natural world. User G.J. Rom on Reddit on February 28, 2020, gave a trip report that held visual themes similar to this. He said, as soon as my eyes were shut, I was surrounded by a cathedral made up of impossible shapes. Stained glass windows of sacred beauty, filled with lace, letting in the brightest light I've ever seen. In the center of this space, I saw a statue of the Virgin Mary that was somehow facing every direction, yet also facing me. I felt telepathically connected with this statue, as if it needed to communicate with me. On October 8th, 2023, just pretty recently, user Rodriguez reported that I saw the Blessed Virgin Mary on my first DMT trip. I was in a tunnel with bright light at the end of it, and I was terrified until I saw her. She didn't speak but communicated it's okay to me until I felt at peace with whatever was in store for me on the other side. It was one of the most profound experiences of my life. And earlier this year, I appeared on an episode of the Pursuit of Infinity podcast. Josh, the host, described how he encountered the Virgin Mary on a DMT trip despite not being a Christian. I've added the clip here so you can listen because I think it's particularly useful, and I've cut it for clarity and brevity, particularly thinking about the fact that ayahuasca is also a DMT-based psychedelic. Think about the idea in these ayahuasca hymns of Mary as a fellow journeyman on your vision quest through psychedelics in comparison to what Josh says about his encounter with the Virgin Mary as well. Since, you know, for me, as I, as I started my journey of psychedelics, I was a massive atheist, massive atheist. And then psychedelics changed that within the first 30 seconds of the first peak experience that I had. Um, but subsequently, I've had experiences where, for one, on a DMT trip, um, I was confronted with Mother Mary figure. And I'm getting goosebumps ah. just like saying it. It was the most be like, beautiful experience I've ever had where... Mother Mary was right in my field of view. And like, obviously I'm still, I'm not moving or anything, but yeah. my consciousness felt as, it, as, as if it was moving. 
And she was right in the center of my awareness. And she was guiding me through this beautiful landscape and just feeding me with all this love. These, these symbols are deeply embedded into our culture as well. But the fact that I am not a Christian, yet I was confronted with this Christian symbol. Now I have on my altar, I have, you know, the Virgin Mary. I have a little statue of her and I consider her like, a, you know, one of my spirit guides now. The sources we've looked at so far come from very different places. Mazatak indigenous beliefs about salvia and psilocybin mushrooms, uh, Christian beliefs about ayahuasca within indigenous syncretic sects, and also spontaneous appearances of the Virgin Mary, particularly during DMT trips among recreational drug users. It seems to me that there is some sort of overlap that, whether spontaneous or planned, has been identified between the function of psychedelics and the function of veneration of the Virgin Mary. It would seem that the same psychological and spiritual effects of the Virgin Mary have been combined in some sense by Christians and non-Christians alike with the psychological and spiritual effects of psychedelics. In general, Mary has been associated with comfort and healing since early Christian history. Mary is understood to be an intercessor to Jesus for believers. Just as one may ask a friend for help or prayer, so too we can ask the Virgin Mary to intercede for us. She has a special place as Jesus' mother, one whom Christ has unique love for, and someone he listens to just as you might listen especially to the advice and requests of your own mother. As Luke 1 says, she is the most blessed among all women because she carried the most blessed child of all children, Jesus Christ. Early Christian tradition going back to the 400s relates stories of Mary's ability to heal, and this theme continued throughout church history. But while these stories have always existed in Christian tradition, they became much more common and widespread in the modern world. From Lourdes to Pompeii, the Philippines to Philipsdorf, thousands of healings attributed to the Virgin Mary have been reported, if not more. I think this might have something to do in particular with the interaction between modern medicine and the Christian faith. Medicine can do what used to be ascribed only to the gods, and it can seem miraculous. One moment, a loved one can be dying, but by taking a simple antibiotic, they can be back on their feet within a few days. A surgery or physical therapy can relieve years of chronic pain, yet other times, this miracle seems to pass us by. Diagnoses are elusive, medication options dwindle, hope can fade, those we love, or even ourselves, can feel like we're withering away while we watch others get well, and no one seems to know why. Mary and other supernatural healing figures offer a path to healing that science does not. Human beings have long laid themselves on the floor of the hallowed halls of Asclepius, they have set up tents within the shrines of bodhisattvas who are known to compassionately heal. 
or they might lay down beside the pools of Bethesda, waiting to listen for the angel to come to move the waters. And each day, despite these different circumstances and these different healing beings that are called out for, human beings have had the same angst about their health and about whether or not they will be healed, all asking the same thing. Will it be this time? Will it be this time? Please, let me be well this time. Of course, in the modern world, once we've eradicated our medical options, and then we find that spiritual or alternative options seem to fail as well, this can lead to a whole new form of helplessness, one where it feels like neither divinity nor medicine is capable of making us well again. In a sense, I see psychedelics filling the supernatural gap as well. We know something has failed us in the mental and physical health care system, especially in the United States. On top of the general inaccessibility of medical care, too many of us have been through the cycle of trying a new antidepressant or anti-anxiety, upping the dose to the maximum, then switching to a new pill like a carousel of drugged-up disappointment. Those who live with chronic pain can go to physical therapy appointment after appointment, surgery after surgery, injection after injection, home exercise after home exercise, and still find themselves with the same burning, stabbing, crushing sensation every morning when they wake up, and it's the last thing they feel every time they go to sleep. But we see headlines. Headlines about exploratory studies where psychedelics are thought to fix any and everything. Lyme's disease, depression, chronic pain, PTSD, dementia. And we hear stories of people cured of bipolar, severe concussions, and more, even if there are no studies to back it up. It seems like if we can only get our hands on these entheogens, these sacraments, these God-containing substances... Maybe we too can finally be healed. And sometimes this does happen. There is real benefit for many disorders from psychedelic drug use. But sometimes healing doesn't come. And when it doesn't come, the people who experience that disappointment are not the ones who get talked about the most in studies. In 2017, Researchers at Johns Hopkins published a highly praised study about psilocybin, mysticism, and smoking addiction. And this study was published in the American Journal of Drug and Alcohol Abuse, if you want to look it up later. While the study showed generally good results, with patients who had powerful psychedelic experiences smoking less, there's one subject who particularly sticks out to me. This subject didn't have a very mystical psilocybin experience, Instead, it seemed like this was a very difficult trip for them. And unlike everyone else in the study, they didn't smoke less than they used to overall after taking psilocybin. They smoked much more than they used to. And this isn't the only time when psychedelics have seemed to actually worsen symptoms of mental illness. About 7% of subjects in the Phase 3 MDMA trial run by the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, reported an 
increase in suicidal behavior and suicidality two months after their trip. A 2022 psilocybin study published in the Journal of New England Medicine also found that over 7% of the subjects reported an increase in suicidality after their psychedelic trip. I want to be clear to say that this isn't a bait and switch. I'm not here to say that psychedelics are bad or that they lack demonstrated potential for treating physical and mental illness. I'm not saying that at all. I only want to point out that psychedelics are not a miracle cure. They're not a panacea. Some people don't get the healing they want on it, and some people can even end up worse off. And these people's stories deserve to be listened to as well. And these people's stories deserve to be integrated into psychedelic spiritual care. I think the image of looking for a miraculous cure for Mother Mary and a miraculous cure from psychedelics can look very much the same. Failed by the modern medical system, the devout and doubtful alike find themselves dipping their legs into the pools to be healed by the Virgin Mary, or taking a carefully weighed 3.5 grams of magic mushrooms to see if they can be healed. And their experience, though visually very different, can feel very much the same with the same plea. Please help me. Please heal me. But as we just noticed, sometimes, and in fact many times, that healing doesn't come. All that remains is silence. And if there is not good psychological and pastoral care, that silence can breed despair. Instead of healers, then, perhaps it's better to understand both Mother Mary and psychedelics not primarily as healers or miracle workers, but as companions and fellow travelers in our day-to-day -day life. Like the ayahuasca hymns talk about, you are going on a journey and Mary is there with you, but she is not taking the journey for you. Ayahuasca is not taking the journey for you. You are the one who must do the work with these two figures by your side. To illustrate this, I'd like to finish our discussion with one veneration of Mary that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Mary, undoer of knots. Mary's identity as the undoer of knots is first mentioned by St. Irenaeus in the late 2nd century CE, where she says that Mary's sinlessness can help unravel the knot of Eve's sin. The prayers of veneration towards Mary as the undoer of knots of our lives starts with the prayer that you also heard me say towards the beginning of this podcast. Mary, undoer of knots, I entrust into your hands the ribbon of my life. In your hands there is no knot that cannot be undone. These knots are often conceptualized as those things which we know must be worked out in our lives, but there does not seem to be any path to healing and wholeness again. Perhaps we tragically lost someone out of the blue, a loved one who should not have gone that soon. Perhaps we're stuck in a nasty and abusive relationship, going through a prolonged but necessary divorce, sitting under financial strain or something similar. 
These are wounds and hardships that cannot be miraculously solved in an instant, like some sort of biblical miracle where the apostle announces in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. Instead, these are problems that require days, months, years, even decades of effort and healing through time, therapy, community, and consensual intimacy. In so many thousands of moments on that healing journey, laying awake on a sleepless night or crying in the driver's seat of our car, wrestling with the knots of our grief, anxiety, and trauma, Mary is there picking at that knot with us. We are not alone. She is there interceding with us as we pray to God for strength to just go on. Like a perfectly loving mother, she is there to give us hope that it will be all right, even if it will not be perfect. I've experienced Mary's help like a mother trying to loosen up a gnarled shoelace that just irritates a small child. You've seen children pick away at a knotted up shoelace, and it's so simple from an adult's perspective on how to get it out, but these kids don't have the tools to know how to handle it. And that's where a mother's embrace can step in to show us how to do it. So too, perhaps we need to stop thinking about psychedelics as a cure for anything. What psychedelics can do is bring our knots that seem impossible to untie before us to our very face where we can't hide them anymore. Psychedelics can loosen them a bit, show us new ways of approaching this problem so that we can begin untying it in our sober lives. It can show us that we are strong enough, we are capable of handling whatever is thrown our way. Psychedelics can show us that a better world is possible but an easy one is not. LSD, psilocybin, DMT, and the host of other psychedelic substances are not our saviors. They are not panaceas. They will not suddenly create a world of peace, love, and understanding. But with education and practice in conjunction with community and therapy, they can certainly be one powerful tool towards a better world. As subject Jeremy said in Timothy Leary's Concord Prison Experiment interviews, there is no drug that can change the way you and I think about the world. You and I must do that. Over years of tripping and praying, I have been shocked at times by how things have worked themselves out. Griefs become less sharp, Facing my fears is less upsetting, and patterns of self-destructive behavior don't seem as daunting to change. Sometimes, years after I first bring Mary a knot, or confront one such knot in a trip, it's brought back to mind again. But it's brought back as a memory, not as a crisis. This problem that kept me awake at night, that ate away at my confidence and my peace of mind, simply faded away over time. There was no grand miracle, no shocking healing, just the kind companionship of Mother Mary and plant medicine accompanying me as I grew up, as I changed, and continued my journey of theosis towards the God who loves me deeply. But other times, I must admit, I'm dealing with the same knots, 
that have stayed with me for the better part of a decade now since I started first praying about them. And as much as I've pulled and tugged, prayed and tripped, talk therapied myself into oblivion, these knots remain. But I do have faith that even if I am not healed, even if you are not healed and your knots also remain, we're going to make it. With the companionship and comfort of Mother Mary, our Father God, our brother Jesus Christ, and even within theogens along the way that have been gifted to our lives, we are going to live full, whole lives together. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow us on social media and share my material with your friends if you think they'd enjoy it. Until next time, remember, magic is real, God is real, enchantment is real, mystery is real. There is more to this world than grinding soulless machines and resources to fuel them. <laughs>